Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Thanks for listening and being a part of Mama Said, and thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free. So enjoy the show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy game. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hey, mamas, (laughs) we have got a beautiful... Heavy, sharing, wonderful episode about grief. Yeah. All our different versions of it, how we deal with it, with two of the most amazing women we've ever met, um, Toby and Kelsey of Keeping On Podcast. And one of the things we needed to do after was take a deep breath. And when we talk about breath and breathable moments, that naturally leads you to Fruit of the Loom, doesn't it? Well, of course it does, Jamie. <laughs> With their new Fruit of the Loom breathable underwear, it's just what you need to stay cool all day long. They make you feel cool, even through life's most uncomfortable moments. Like when you wave back to someone who wasn't waving at you. All I do that all <laughs> the time. So awkward. Awkward. Uh, or, or through all the just, you know, sh- stressful times of mommyhood and all of those uncomfortable things, you know, when you have to pee and you can't for two hours, you like know, right all those now, things. me right now. So made with the breathable lightweight fabric and tiny holes provide airflow, keeping you cool. So go to fruit.com and use promo code mama to unlock an additional 10% off. That's F-R-U-I-T.com and promo code mama for 10% off to get your fruit of the loom breathable underwear today. So feel cool. Even when you shouldn't. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hello. I feel like I always want to say good morning, but I just never know when people are listening to this. So good day. Good, good day. evening. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. <laughs> Welcome to Mama Said. Um, hi, Jenna. Hi. How are you? I'm good, Jamie. How are you? I've recovered. As okay. you know, yeah, you a lot saw of shit me. Going on. You saw me earlier this week. Yeah, maybe I should just get right into my win fails. Do it because yeah, <clears throat> my I beginning of my week was pretty bad. I don't even know what. I don't even know why you didn't feel good. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Tell me. Okay, so let's do it. Mommy win fails. Mommy win. <laughs> Mommy fail. My win this week. Um, I don't know if any of you saw, but I was a. Um, I'm using quotes because I hate saying this shit about myself, but I was a celeb contestant on a hundred thousand dollar pyramid. Which my little secret obsession slash talent is I'm a fucking gamer, and I won two people fifty thousand dollars. But what's funny is um, <laughs> when I was rewatching it with my husband, one of the clues ap- happened to be all stuff about babies. Oh, my god! And so he's trying to give me these clues. <laughs> and my first thing was, I said, was Baba. Because, like, that's what my son calls a bottle. Yeah. And he was, and it, the, thing, the thing was milk. And he's like, you know, a bottle, they drink it at night. I'm like, a Baba. A Baba. Oh, my like God. Like an idiot. So, so like, 
so you know where my brain was at. But I did win, and that was awesome. And, and my grandma watched it. Yes. She flipped out. She left a message on my voice. Now I have to play it for everyone. It was you like, should. oh my God, Jamie, is she beautiful? <laughs> I was freaking out for an hour. I was rooting for her. Oh my God, they've is got she that, gorgeous? They've got that, like, the view lighting. You know Do you know what I mean? That, like, it's like a hundred Are of you, like, trying to lights. say, like, you weren't that pretty? No, I'm just saying it's You're exceptional. Gorgeous. Like, everyone, everyone looks, like, on their game. Um, anyway, okay, so my fail is, you know, as we all do, um, but I have the sad reality that I can't as much as others. We all push ourselves as hard as we can to be everything for everyone and do everything for everyone and do everything we can. And I just hit a massive wall. And Jenna knows she showed up at my house Tuesday morning for our swim class. And literally the swim teacher walked in and goes, are you okay? And I was just sort of vomiting like sitting there with my baby. So I called my nanny, thankfully, and she rushed over and I just literally had to lay in bed for a day. And I know how lucky I am because look, I've been sick without a nanny and had to power through those days. And it's really brutal and really hard. But I just went to a point that was not fun. And so, yeah, I was super sick this week. But I'm okay now. Good. I'm great now, actually. So I pushed through, but... Lesson learned. I've got to take some more me yeah. time. But what what is that? It's I don't even being know what a mom. Me What's me time? There's who no knows? what is who me knows? time. Mine's know, just Jamie. like watching Bravo. Like just, can't, just let me watch this reunion. Mine and is then, napping, mm. or like getting my nails done, or I eating a chopped salad at like a good hotel away from my children or oh, something. Okay, wow, you you have you or have your pool, me times or on a vacation. <laughs> I could get going. All right, well let's throw it to you. Okay, first of all, my fail so sad it's always it's been about me lately like my but uh, it's not about me today so um i had a locksmith over and really riveting content people and um (laughs) they're expensive i know oh my god anyway we were putting in like that cool nest keypad key lock yeah i have that it's right. You, you have a schlag schlag. Oh, I, you know. I, I've oh, done I my know. research. Remember, oh. I asked you. I was like, "Do you like that?" <laughs> um, so anyway, we got one. It's really cool. I was. I get really flustered when people are at my house and I have both kids. Like, I feel like shit's going down, and like I'm trying to like help someone at my house. And if I, when there's no help there, like I just it, everything is like going to shit. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I was talking to the locksmith, and you know, he took out our deadbolt, which is like a huge, heavy, heavy piece of metal. And poor Daisy like tried to grab something, and that it fell on her foot. Oh. I have never, and I, because I wasn't paying attention to her, and like, of course I can't pay attention at all times. Like, I know, I, 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 yes. it's not like I'm the worst mommy in the world, but holy shit, I've never heard her scream. She has a huge black and blue. I thought for sure you broke she it. broke her toe or her foot, for sure, because her foot is the size of the deadbolt. <laughs> um, but it was so sad, and like, I just realized that I need to like, I don't, I don't need to, I, I'm so... I'm so worried when other people are here that like they need my attention and I'm I'm so like um yes you have my attention I'm not going to pay attention to my kids for a second and it should be the other way way around I should take care of my children first like make sure you know they're okay they're settled uh. I, I disagree with everything that you're saying because really? you should, yes I mean it's all, all the times it's when always kids are different screaming and you're like 
shut up for one second. You, I've literally palmed Bo in the face when he's talking and yeah. not stop talking when yeah. I'm talking to another adult because he's just not getting the message. I agree with that. I agree with that. But a lot of shit was going on and I was just like, I agree with you and, okay. and in some in some aspects. But for this, I it, it, it was crazy and I should have taken a moment to be like, okay, like let me just help my kids relax for a second so I could go talk to the person. Anyway, like it was just like... It was crazy, and it the happened. deadbolt fell on her poor little foot. I've never heard her scream harder in my entire life. Yeah. And if you know Daisy, she doesn't even no. cry. Oh my god, her black and blue is so scary. So I just, I just felt like I had to take like a moment and be like, I don't like always have to, you know. I understand. Be there, okay. So, I but it. I, but I do understand your point too. Yeah. Um. Anyway. I can teach you how to palm the face yeah, if you need please, to. Please, I'm really. Do. I mean, it's not like I've never done that before, but, um. <laughs> My win is that I called my therapist. So I'm going to have an appointment. Good girl. Because, um, and I've gotten a lot of DMs about our last episode because I talked so much about my anxiety and how it's just like really spiraling. And, you know, I can't stop it when it's when it's spiraling and I just can't. So I got a lot of DMs and people are like, thank you so much for being so honest about your anxiety, whether it's postpartum or just you've had it all your life. Mm -hmm. And it was really nice to hear that I'm not alone, which I know I'm not, but it's just so nice to have like a, you know, an army of moms that are feeling the same way. So um, that is my big fail, uh, my big win win. that I call the therapist and I'm going to have an appointment with her and hopefully I'll start the process of, you know, getting the shit out of my brain and knowing that I'm healthy and okay. I'm proud of you. So good. All right. Well, we are going to be right back with two incredible women who we had the honor of being guests on their podcast, Keep On. So we will be right back with October Gonzalez and Kelsey Chittick. So I got a rug for Bo from Ruggable. I'm going to actually put a picture of it on Facebook. It's so cute. It's so soft. It came with um, like a grip, like a really strong grip pad underneath. And it's great because I can literally throw it in the washing machine and it gets dirty. Yeah, so you throw the top layer in the washing machine and the... um underneath like grip part stays yes and it's so easy you throw it in the wash throw it in the dryer and lay it back out like new which one did you get ours is the um blue patch rug and we got five by seven but you can come as large as eight by ten i got an eight by ten for the playroom yeah it's amazing i love it okay well that's ruggable with two g's it has a patented two-piece system with the high quality soft low pile rug that clings to a non-slip easily removable pad yep all ruggable rugs are resistant to spills and stains so you can pour coffee wine juice just about anything without any stress and they are all non-toxic which was a huge thing for me yeah making them completely safe for kids and pets yep so go to my slash mama that's my r-u-g-g-a-b-l-e two g's dot com slash mama and get 15 percent off your order and free shipping will be automatically applied to your purchase but that offer is only applied if you go to my dot com slash mama ruggable washable livable and lovable okay we are back our guests today are total badasses they're incredible women who jenna and i got to meet when we were guests on their podcast keep on please everybody go listen to it october gonzalez she's a mom of four kelsey chittick's a mom of two and are the hosts of keep on a show about navigating life's greatest challenges with lots of humor and a whole new level of honesty, which you know 
Jenna and I we are love. here for. Yes. Please welcome Toby and Kelsey. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi again. Hi. Hi so again. nice to see you. Yes. We're so excited to be here. Nice to be here in your Finally. home. Finally. Yes. You always know it's great guests when like we sit down and we immediately just have to put our headphones on because we just need yeah. to save everything We're like, for don't, the pod because it's such talk, good stop, content. Stop, stop, stop. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I, I was so touched, and I know Jenna feels the same, uh, about your incredible different stories of your lives and your journeys and the strength that you both have of what you guys have, have been through. And look, everybody has – it's all relative. We've all been through different types of shit. But I think especially when you become a mom and are having to deal with these types of things, yeah. as a human being, I mean, it brings it to a whole other level. Um, so today's topic is about grief how to pull out or pull through and deal with it on a daily basis. And so before we get um, deep into this conversation, I would love for you to give our listeners a little bit of background about how Keep On came to be, and and then we'll go and dive right into it. Dive right in, Kelsey. Into the fun grief. Don't you this love is, that? <laughs> by the way, it's odd to say, but this kind of is like our favorite topic. Yeah, because I think our our – perspective on it now is so different than what at least what I deemed before I hit grief Mm -hmm. um so up until about a year ago Kelsey was living you know literally in the behind the white picket fence you know and and was always riddled with anxiety about when her bad time was coming when the ball was gonna drop really yeah 100 percent. I was like life is so good I mean I have everything I want I've got, I married my college sweetheart, I have a boy and a girl, we have a white picket fence, the gate's broken. But other than that, like everything, <laughs> my husband played football and then we transitioned and I was just like, I can't help it, but I'm just f-ing lucky, you yeah. know? Yeah. But also nervous as hell. But riddled with anxiety about everything in life. Like everything stressed me out. I was worried about the kids all the time, Jenna, you, yeah. we've talked about this, yeah. but um I just had no faith that I had some inner strength. Like I was like, if anything bad happens, like somebody would get a fever, one of my friend's kids, and I'd be like, I don't do fevers. Like I don't do anything but perfect. Like Mm. I don't have – I didn't feel like I had the bandwidth for life. You didn't think you were equipped to handle anything? No. Like if this happens, I'll just die. When Mm. your kids got sick, did you get really nervous? Very nervous. Okay. I mean, I'm the type of – Your daughter just told me, by the way – sorry to interrupt. No. She was literally like – you know, when I was little and I just didn't want to have a sleepover anymore anywhere, I could just call my mom in the middle of the night and she'd come get me. 100%. I'm like, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a mommy that's, oh, not shit. okay. I called my mom in the middle of the night all the time. We, Psychotic. We <laughs> called it a sleep under, and that's because I wasn't drinking, so at any time I could go pick them up. <laughs> Sorry for all you winos here that would be wasted <laughs> and wouldn't be able to go drive. Hate that I'm a better mom happens to be the truth. A Maybe of, we oh, need to start a company of like an Uber for kids of like trusted like preschool yeah. Yeah. teachers or whatever that need some extra cash that right. can like go that pick just up sober. their kids or on right. call. Right. Yes. Sober. No, but seriously, what are you supposed to do when your kid really wants to go home and it's like they're like first time sleeping over. I mean, that's why we're friends. You uh, say, I'm sorry. You decided to have a sleepover. First of all, my phone wouldn't be on. So that's just it's never wow. going to happen. Don't get us started. At, at midnight and I'm asleep. No no chance. Well, when we get into your fail, we'll tell them how <laughs> lenient this woman is. Yeah. But, we want to hear the other side of the story. I'm here all day for Toby's shitty mom. <laughs> I mean, all day. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And she does it with ease in the problem is her kids are great 
That's the thing. Yeah. I'm, that's the thing that's bothering me. That really me. Yeah. bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> I totally I'm getting get annoyed because I have this paradigm where if you act like her, you have bad kids. Right. So I don't know <laughs> how this is going to work out. Rude. There might be a secret to the sauce. Rude. But anyway, yeah. I feel like you always. Whenever it was so odd to me because I mean, and I never minded, but she would Kelsey would always introduce me to everyone as like, "This is Toby," and just look at her. Isn't she amazing? She has been through so much. <laughs> right. Yes. You wouldn't believe it. Her I mean, mom the- was a stripper, <laughs> a drug addict. Her father wasn't around. She didn't have parents. I mean, it was just on and on and on about all the yes. horrific things. And I mean, I, she would remind me sometimes. I'm like, God, I re- yeah, you're right. <laughs> Thanks, this honey. is a lot. Thank yeah. you. You are right. up. Don't forget that, Toby. Like, <laughs> you were proud you're, of her. Yes, she I was. Like, I was like, look how awful everything in your life is, and you're still happy. <laughs> That's amazing. I was it's like, a miracle. I, I could never be like you. Ain't nothing <laughs> awful about Toby's life now. I saw <laughs> no. those vacay pics. Yeah, and I was I like, I saw but, those house pics. The house, yeah. yes. Mazel Tov. Oh, thank you. Gorgeous, Holy gorgeous, finally. gorgeous. I'm coming over. Come we're going to put some links on the Facebook page. You guys 100. have to see. Are we going to link yeah. to my house in El Segundo? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I, I think we should. I, I want to. And I just want to say how pretty you girls are. You're oh, so sweet. Thanks. You are. Seriously. Thank seriously. You. You She's guys, really You guys pretty. Google that. <laughs> Don't Google me, for God's sakes. Google her. No. You but just think gorgeous. about that she's really pretty and has the perfect color skin, but she's had a really hard life. It always <laughs> helps me when I start to feel jealous. I'm like, the girl had shit happen when she was younger. I'll give her that mocha skin, you know? I'll give it to her. Totally. That's, That's sweet. Awesome. That's so Thank sweet. you. Yeah. Wow. She's amazing. Genuinely. Genuinely. Thank but, you. But the whole point is, is that you couldn't believe that I had made it through and that I was still functioning in life. As, and joyful. And, uh, yeah. And so happy. happy. Yeah, so I think um, I used to just be in awe of her and mm-hmm. the ability to say like, wow, it actually, all these things I'm afraid of happening to me, uh, things that I would, would think would just wreck you. Um, she kept, continued to thrive and continued to choose happy and continued to be an awesome friend and an awesome mother and an awesome wife. And I was like, what does she have that I don't think I have? which would be some type of grit and inner resilience that mm-hmm. I just didn't know um, was possible. So fast forward. Fast forward. We, um, so we've been friends for a long time. Our husbands played football together in Kansas City, and we met very early. I think she was the first person other than my family to hold my son. Um, and She wasn't happy about it. No, not at all. She, she, no. <laughs> You're like, are your hands clean? First of all, she my- walked in and she's like, who is this hoe holding my cat? <laughs> and I was like 198 pounds and like breastfeeding at the time. And I was like, oh, great. Her name's October. Awesome. My husband was like, I think I love her. I was like, listen. I was in like... I was, I was like, can we not have her I in the I house right now? I think I said that too the first time I met yeah. her. I'm yeah. like saying that right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't be in my house right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. look at me. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's just not fair. Yeah. But we right a right away there was a connection in how we kind of walked through the world, even though we came from such different backgrounds. So fast forward, we do a lot of spiritual work together. We do a lot of reading. We really do try to be living our best lives, and we continue. Our, like, are we doing? I it? say we're a little bit evolved with a side eye. Yeah, mm, you know what I mean. Yeah. We're evolved, but also like, eh. right? But you're not like you, you see the shit that's going on, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah, we toggle between like, what do we want out of this grander experience, and um, will you go to Zara with me and do like 45 minutes of buying like everything that's on clearance with me as quickly that's as possible? That's my idea of perfection, and it, yes. it's a dream. So we ended up going on a retreat, which was a personal growth retreat, and Toby forced me to go. I didn't want to go. Um, because I was afraid something bad was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, uh, God, it gets me every time. I know. It's okay. Every time. Um, yeah, so uh, the last day of the retreat, we were getting ready to get on a boat 
because that's what we were going to do. And I had had so much fun that weekend because I had been present with her, and it was just an awesome four days that I had not thought about my kids. Not and my husband yeah. had kind of forced me to go. He's like, go and like get over this fear, get over mm-hmm. all this anxiety you walk around with. Like, come back a different person. He drove you to the airport, which he never did. Yeah, at like five in the morning because he was not a morning person. And he just and he held my hand and he. I remember I was checking in with her and like texting. He's like, can you put your phone down? Can you just put your phone down? And then he was like, listen, go have the time of your life. You're the most amazing woman I've ever met. Um, but go figure out who you are and what you're supposed to do here because you can't keep living like this, all afraid and scared and small. And so um, my best friend called Toby and said, listen, we don't want to freak Kelsey out. But um, Nate fell at um, Sky Zone, the trampoline park. Mm-hmm. And at some point they agreed to tell me they didn't want to tell me because they were afraid I was going to freak out because she overreacts because I overreact about everything um and when I finally they decided to tell me I picked up the phone and and Michelle my friend said um Nate fell and I said he's he's dead um because I could feel it I could I had been waiting for this yeah and we didn't know because he was at the hospital and we got in the car and um we packed me up in like five minutes and as we were driving down this bumpy road in Jamaica, my cell phone rang, and um, it was um, it was um, it was the doctor in the ER, and he just said, "I'm so sorry, but uh, your husband didn't make it. We tried everything, and um, I'm so sorry, he's gone." And I remember I kept being like, "Is he dead?" And he's like, "He didn't make it." And I'm like, "Is my husband dead?" And he's like, "Yes, your husband's dead." And so I turned to Toby, and she said, "She's in the cab with me." And she goes, um, "How's he doing? What is it?" And I said, "He's dead. He's f-ing dead." And she screamed so loud yeah. because it's like you can't imagine. It's like your worst nightmare. Um, but then. It was just the irony that we were together, that she's had that call come through from her aunt to saying that her mother was dead. Um, It's those calls that you think that you other people happen to, you know, and then all your friends are like, I can't believe, you know, Susie's husband's dead. You know, he died when she was in Jamaica. And you're like, shit, I'm I'm Susie. Um, and, And so I think... As that year went by, the insights and the the gifts and the pain and everything I went through, um, she was a number one. A, she was there. She's always been there. But her perspective and her immediate decision to say to me, you're going to be fine. Because I'm going to tell you, when you go through something shitty in life, and all of you have had stuff, for me at least, the friends that matter are the ones that go like, oh, girl, you'll be fine. Yeah, I couldn't stand the women that were like, "Oh my God, he's Ugh. gone! You'll never." He was the greatest. I'm like, not now. Ew. Yeah. Like not now. That's yeah. not the they encouragement. Need to take a class on how to, you know, grieve with yeah people and, who are grieving. And what you do when something's happened that's not replaceable. For my experience, that you did so well is all she did was encourage. Uh-huh. She didn't feel bad for me. She hurt for me, and she yeah. loved Nate. But um, so, long story short, uh, through that year. Mm. We kept saying we should talk about what we're talking about for other people because this is yes. this is what we'd love to do, and it's big stuff, you know? Yes. When was this? So he died um, November 2017. Wow. 
Yep, so we're almost at two years. 11, yeah. 11 at 11. 11, 11 at 11. Oh, my God. Yeah, which I'm just saying. She's I know an I'm, angel. That's an angel yes, number. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's an angel a, number. It's a vortex where they come and get good people. I tell yes. my kids that. They're like, we were there. Cool. Chills. I know, chills, right? Wow. Your kids were there with him. He, they, he died in front of them. So he jumped at Sky Zone, and he was jumping with them. And then he said, I need to sit down. And he just jumped and died in front of my kids during toddler time. Oh, Kelsey. Mm. I mean, it's awful, but it's also great for stand-up because who <laughs> dies at Jump. Sky Zone during toddler time? I hate Sky Zone. I hate it, too. But when I told my kids, you know, it, it was 11, 11 at 11, they were like, I was like, angels came and took them. They're like, no, we were there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not an angel in sight, Mom. Just paramedics. Oh. and But it's good. So that's why we started this podcast. And it's started off very grief-heavy. But what I think we've learned through our personalities, and I'll let you talk because I talk too much, but um, is we can't stay with the sad too long because it's just not where we want to be. Yeah. We want to be in the present moment. We want to be in joy. And so um, we've laughed a lot we've through laughed this a whole, lot. whole experience. Yeah. So, and I don't know, Have you can. And that's okay. It's and actually I think that that's necessary. Like, yes. And I think that that's, I think there's can be a lot of judgment when it comes to grief of mm-hmm. like if you see like okay. what you're supposed to be feeling or how you're supposed to be doing and I, yeah. I individually I think we it would be really great for us to talk about all our different experiences mm-hmm. with grief because there is no handbook for it Mm-mm. no but there are I think tips that you can give 100%. for people mm-hmm. yeah. and I think it's so wonderful that you guys started this podcast you're an incredible friend to each other mm-hmm. and um it is something that really needs to be talked about. And so I'm so grateful to both of you that you're here and doing this and you're willing to share and be so open yeah. and vulnerable about this. Well, because... same to you guys. You yeah. guys do a lot of sharing about, I mean, it's really about being raw and honest. To... Yeah. And if you can't be that way, then you're really not doing anybody any sort of favor. And it's causing right? so much unnecessary <clears throat> pain and suffering and, you know, <clears throat> life is hard. And, and why add weird. on top of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Death is hard because, um, we don't know, right? So that's the biggest thing I've learned. We don't really know where they are. We don't really know what happened. We don't, I mean, I've made up tons of stories, but my therapist is, keeps saying, you know, challenge yourself because you keep thinking you want to put everything in a box so that you can feel good about his mm-hmm. death. Like, mm-hmm. you actually don't know. You don't know why it happened. You don't know how it happened. You, you don't it's know what it means. It's the biggest why, And you right? have to sit in that not knowing. Or and, it's the biggest what. Yeah. Like, you don't know. And, and there's relief in stopping trying to figure it out, at least for me. Yeah. Like I was trying to assign mm. meaning to it in so many yeah. different ways for my children, for me, for my friends. I was trying to shape a story that would make me comfortable with this event. Yes. And as I get farther away, I realize that's maybe not the highest choice. Well, we are all sort of do that, right? We, we try to do it and it's a fail. We can, yeah. <laughs> No one can really like put whatever you're going through in a box or make sense of it all the time. No. Just constant questions and unknowings and all of these things. Yes. All the time. I think we reframe a lot around our her mother's loss and like how can you reframe it so that it, it works for you? Yeah. But um, can we be uncomfortable with just not knowing, not having all the answers? Can I say like I don't have a clue how to help you with your grief? Mm-hmm. I know some tools, <clears throat> but I don't know what your experience was after your mom died we should take a break really quickly mm-hmm. and then I want to hear about yeah. your experience, yeah. Toby. And we'll be right well, back. Sure. So it is already back to school time. And as parents, we all know we want to equip our kids with everything they need. And that means, you know, making sure they have the skills and confidence to succeed. 
And we recommend giving them the Mathnasium Advantage. Mathnasium is the authority on math education for grades 2 through 12, with over 1,000 franchise locations worldwide. Mathnasium's expert instructors teach each kid individually, face-to-face, using customized learning plans to help students thrive in the classroom and in everything they do. And the best part is Mathnasium works around your busy schedule, so there's no appointment needed. So make this your kid's best school year yet. Schedule a a risk-free assessment with Mathnasium today. We have a special URL and phone number just for our listeners. So go to mathnasium.com slash mama today or call 877-834-MATH. That's mathnasium.com slash mama or call 877-834-MATH. And now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we're back. Um, all right, we're going to throw it to you, Toby, now to maybe just talk about your own personal experience mm-hmm. with grief. And then also, too, as as Kelsey's friend, you know, to maybe elaborate more on what was, that was like, because I think it's not just for people that are necessarily grieving for their own um, loss, mm-hmm. but also, too, there are big questions of how to be there for someone because, yeah. you know, you, you – it you want to be the best you can be, but you feel like you don't know what to say or, or do. And it sounds like you uh, are do a really good job at it. Oh, well, the best. Actually. Thank you. The, That's I mean, so nice of you to say. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that at the time, but I'm so happy that I yeah. could be that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, for me, my grief, I mean, my hardest time was, um, started when I was really young. I was, I had to grow up fast. You know, my parents were both kind of like in the rock star space of Hollywood and partying really hard and um, my mom got caught up with drugs when I was really young and I spent most of my childhood kind of just being the adult and taking care of everyone in my life that's probably mm-hmm. why I'm so lazy now because <laughs> I'm just yeah. tired you've of, done your time girl that's a good point. I'm just so tired of taking care of everyone and doing <clears> everything <throat> that out in my adulthood I'm like oh no nah, I don't really want to do, do anything right. why are you so unmotivated Toby I'm like tired I've raised three kids. I, you know what so I mean? No. I mean, look, I, I went through a lot when I was a kid and had to grow up fast, like I said. Um, my mom overdosed. I mean, I had been – my sisters and I, I'm kind of, you know, making a long story short, but my sisters and I kind of grew up in different – with different family members, mm-hmm. different people, shipped off to Florida, just kind of bounced around all the time. Um, I never knew really what was going to go on at any point in time. It was just always questions. Um and then when I was 15 and living with an aunt, uh, she overdosed and passed away. So your mom, my mother. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So I knew, and, and Tony, my husband has always asked me, he's like, what did that feel like? Does, I mean, were you so sad? Were you devastated? And you weren't living with your mom at the time. How was your relationship? And truthfully, um, without any guilt, I, and I was very sad and I cried my heart out, Mm -hmm. but I was really relieved. Wow. Really relieved. At such a young age to feel <clears throat> relief. Yeah. When, that's when okay. your mother passes totally. away. Is, yeah. It's brilliant, actually. Yeah. Um, I just knew at that particular time <clears throat> for my sisters and I that wherever we, wherever we were, whatever we were doing, good or bad, what it meant is that life was actually going to stand still for a minute, that there mm-hmm. was going to be some sort of yes. consistency or stability. Um, so that, to me, was everything. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I just kind of took a deep breath and went and lived my best life in high school. 
I was living with a really affluent aunt and I was like, this is heaven. I'm mm-hmm. not going to screw this up. I'm going to be a good kid. I'm going to get good grades. I'm going to be the best, like, you know, person to live with ever. I'm, I just had to, Smart. I had this, you know, this idea of like being the perfect roommate to oh, my aunt wow. because I didn't, I didn't want to screw it up. Yeah. It's kind of how Is I lived most of my sister? childhood. So ironically enough, my grandmother, when my grandfather was away at war, got pregnant. She was, they were married mm-hmm. really young. So my grandfather was gone right away and yeah. she got pregnant and gave up my aunt for adoption who ended up finding her later and wow. then adopting me. How, I mean, t- come on, people. <laughs> it's a movie. Oh, come on, people. Your whole life is a That's beautiful some good movie. stuff oh, there. My come God. on, Toby. You know some people in Hollywood. Fast forward. I know. Fast forward, and I have adopted my niece. So it's like this pay-it-forward thing that's happened through my throughout I mean, just life, take a minute. Which is interesting. Take a minute. Yeah. Hold on. Wow. You adopted your niece. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So her sister's daughter. Okay. So my sister when my mom passed, went into the foster care system and we know how screwed up, you know, that whole system is. And that's a whole other, you know, podcast, but she did not, she was just not equipped Mm -hmm. in how how to handle life and how to like live a, a, you know, a normal productive life. Yes. And when she got out of the foster care system, which they basically boot you at 18 and say, you know, sink or swim, you're on your own. And she got caught up with the wrong people. She had five kids. She moved in with Tony and I at a certain point and got sober and on and off drugs. And this is her fifth baby. And she tried to take her home. And, you know, she assumed that this was going to be the baby that saved her and uh-huh. that she could, you know, get sober for and all of that. And, of course, it didn't work out. And we got a couple phone calls. And I was actually there the wow. day she called. I think she was – the baby was – Three months old. Three months, yeah. And she called, and we were over <clears> there, and she said, can you come get her for a couple of days? There's, We don't have any food, and there's no um, electricity. electricity. <clears throat> and when you guys got her, I think I came over the next day, and her head was just flat. flat. From being laying down all the time. Yeah, she wasn't picked oh. up. And she oh, actually wow. didn't make a sound. So babies cry because they're hungry, yeah. or they want their diapers changed, or that sort of thing. And she just laid there. Mm. And I'm telling you... <clears throat> When she started crying, when she finally knew she was safe, she screamed. You guys. She hasn't stopped. She screamed for so long, for so many days. Like all that pain and neglect and all of that was just like, you know, just poured out of her. How old is she now? She's four. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's your four-year-old. And they never, that after that day, she never went back. Yeah. That day. That that come take her for a few days. (laughs) So that's also kind of the part of Toby that, and I give her the hardest time of anybody about some of just when we joke with her about just her life or her posts or her travel or whatever it is that I give her a hard time. But when people always ask, you know, what is it about her? There is a grit that you can't see on her Instagram feed, which I wish you could see more of. I wish you could, I wish more people knew that beneath this wonderful outer extravaganza is <laughs> is a person with some some real courage but you know what yeah. it is it's like the people that are like really smart don't have to tell it, people that they're smart that's yeah. true and you that's true you've just you don't have to you don't owe anybody anything none of us do by the way yeah. but i can imagine that when you have been through all of the things that you've been through it's almost like you can just 
fucking enjoy your life and put it out there because who gives a shit? Yeah. Actually, again, that's, that's a good kind, point. That's how I feel. <laughs> that's like a really that's, good Thank point. you for putting that really into like words. That's really like who you are, though. And like, but that's like the goal. I mean, like we all wish we could be that way. Yeah. And I, I just started seeing a therapist, a Sufi therapist, oh, actually. Amazing. And her thing with me is like, I'm trying to like break down beliefs. And one of my beliefs growing up was like that in order to earn something, you have to suffer. Yep. Mm. And like, I really need to break that yeah. down and break that belief and let go of it. But like, you, you, you know that that's not true. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how it's I know that. It's unfortunate that you, you did have to suffer a great deal. Mm-hmm. It, but I don't know. Your goals, girl. Yeah, I'm like oh, kind of, I'm you. totally speechless. I'm, I'm so just, taken I'm back by both of you. In yes, and same. just listening. Same. I, could, mm. I mean, I could listen to you all day. That's why you have a podcast, girl. Yeah. Ladies. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, fast forward and obviously all the things that I went through and then watching Kelsey go through, you know, the traumatic pain and loss of losing her husband mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Um, brought back a lot of shit for me, to be oh, honest. Yeah. I mean, when yeah. she says I screamed, I honestly don't even remember. Yeah remember it like the shock of losing my friend her husband my husband's best friend I it hit me in a way that like I was not expecting and in in what I mean by that is that I could make sense of all of the things like of my mother's death of my sister's yeah. you know experience and all of these things but I could not make sense of Nate's passing and it pissed me off mm. you know how people say everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. I hate that saying mm. Do you guys, I can't stand when someone says it to me because I lost my dad and we'll get into our different stories, but I was 10 and for me, like there's still no reason for him to be be gone gone. Mm -hmm. at all. And it's one thing that I'm careful to say when someone loses someone and maybe it's just me, but like, I just, I don't think that's the moment to say it. I, I think it's like when I like later you didn't get a part you auditioned well, for exactly. or like exactly. other but, shit but like that. But you know how many people say that? I, I read stuff it. and, yeah. but, but, but you know what? I feel that way about my brother, which I'll get into. And I, and mm. I actually, it's funny you say that because my kids and I have this battle. So from the time Nate was exceptional, yeah. just exceptional as a human yeah like a special dude and i'm sure everybody feels that way about the people that leave because i do think on some level i don't the oh wait <laughs> right <that's laughs> but i mean i remember thinking i mean i don't that's okay yeah this is not to get into more uh stuff because this is another podcast but nate did yeah. have um cte which is the football concussions oh, okay. so he had stage two to three so oh, um wow. what would our future look like with him we didn't know and he died of a heart failure mm-hmm. from like his left ventricle, just he was too big for too long. Um, but from my perspective, I always tell the kids, like, we got to have this amazing man for 42 years. And he, if you watch my son's speech at his memorial, you'll be like, your kids are good. Yeah. Um, he, he did a lot of work in the short period of time with those 9 and 12-year-old kids. And I tell the kids, you know, this is – we we may have been blessed because dad, if he – we don't know what it would have left – with the CTE because they don't know yet, but it's pretty, it's, it's not good. Yeah. Um, it's ALS. So you and, know it did yeah. happen for a reason. So on some level I would tell the kids, guys, and I was so clear, I was like 11, 11, 11, you know, yeah. the vortex, the angels, the yeah. singing, he was meant to do this, you know, he wouldn't have left you if it wasn't meant to be. And that is the belief that makes me feel okay. I will tell you my children are like, please stop telling uh-huh. us 
he died for a reason because yeah. our dad is gone and we yeah. don't have a dad. Yeah. And you may get another husband and you may, but our dad is dead. Yeah. And so you keep trying to sum it up to be okay. And we just want you to know we're okay with it, but it is not okay. Right, right. And that's been a big learning for me for mm. when you're helping children through grief. That was going to be my that's next exactly question. How I so think. how did you work through that with them? Did you let if them I would, take the lead? If I would say my greatest mommy win of my life, Hell yes. it will be... Yes. The courage to walk your children through grief in an honest, beautiful way. And I think if there's anything I feel confident talking about, it would be that. That I don't, I rarely think I'm You need to write a book on that shit because you've like just exceeded that whole. I hope so. And I I hope. Space. I hope I did it with just just grace. Did you do it instinctually? So actually on uh, just on the plane ride flying from Jamaica oh, is good. Yeah, back to um, to L.A. And just so you know, they didn't leave me. This is always a big question. There, was Everyone's a- like, your friends put you on a plane by yourself after they're- your husband died? They're like, those two pretty friends of yours just <laughs> left you to go on a boat while you flew. No, there was Not. one seat on one plane yeah. from Jamaica back to the United States. So I was in full shock, shaking. I mean, oh, yeah. literally, Shit. like yeah. like, the, like the way you don't think. I mean, I'm throwing up in the bag, and I'm... And no one's talking to me because you don't know if it's just like a white upper class woman that needs a Xanax. It's like I hate Did flying. Did you guys tell anyone like the pilot or anything? Oh, I was a, I was a maniac at the airport. Yeah, yeah. I Everybody was like, knew. My friend needs to get on this plane. It was pulling. Yeah, out they pulled the plane the back and they yeah. opened the Stopped door. The plane. I yeah. went. I'm gonna Cray. call you. I'm gonna do everything I, I can you to want, get close you want to me? you, Toby. I uh, want you all the time. She had that phone, and she was getting flights, and she was like, girl. she got up to the thing, and she's like, she needs to fly home. They're like, does she have a ticket? She's like, no, that has nothing to do with it. She yeah. needs to get home. Like, I'm we like, were, stop that f-ing plane, yeah. and she pulled the plane. She has back. to go home and tell her kids that her hus- that their dad's dead. You need to stop because they didn't know. Turn it around. Oh man. Yeah. So I made my my best friends keeping them. So we find out Nate's dead, and I. She said, well, what do I tell the kids? I said, you don't tell them anything. Because I need to get to yeah. them. I've got to. Yeah. I have to start this story correctly. Oh. That's what I was so clear on. So I get on the plane and um, hyperventilating. I mean, running. I am. I am. It is just like you think yeah. in a movie. Um, and your body. You five just five hours of that. Right. So we're taking off and no one's talking to me and I am not so. And this story always. I, I know. Um, so about 20 minutes in, the seatbelt go- sign goes off and I get up and I, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm still like and I feel this woman. Mm-hmm on my shoulder and it's this big beautiful african-american woman and i don't i'm she must have been jamaican because we were leaving yeah and she puts her hand on my shoulder and she says baby girl i don't know what you're going through or what awaits you on the other side of this plane ride but i want you to know you are not alone oh god i know she said me she said um i'm praying for you thousands of people are praying for you and god is with you she said, so I want you to take some deep breaths. She puts her hand on my forehead, her hand here. She says, take some deep breaths, and I want you to decide how you're going to choose to deal with this event when you land. Oh, my God. I wish I had her when my dad died. And then she just was like, you're going to be okay. It was Oprah. <laughs> Oprah was on my shoulder. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I said, Oprah, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> I knew it. I knew we were going to be it. friends. Yeah. <laughs> So in that, wow, when gift. that happens, you get a seat. You <laughs> get a seat. <laughs> we're bringing Nate back. Hold on, we're gonna do it. Um, so when I, by the time I landed, I was so clear on the story mm. that I was gonna tell my kids mm. that when I landed about midnight and I got to my friend's house and I woke them up, 
And I sat him down and I said, um, do you know that your father's gone? And they said, sort of. And I said, they said, uh, my son said, well, I knew something was wrong because it's the first time in my life dad didn't look me in the eyes. No. And I said, yeah. so he's, he's, your dad is dead. And I said, but this is the three things you need to know. A, we're going to be amazing. We are going to crush life from here on out. Number two, I've got you. I've got you. You're going to be fine. I'm going to figure it out. You guys are going to go about being nine and 12, and you're going to be kids, so don't worry about a thing. And number three, there's no way in hell your dad would have left if he didn't think you were okay. And I said, that's it. And we're going to go from there, and those are going to be the pillars that we move through this. And then the biggest other thing I would say is um, listening to your kids. Because for a long time, I tried to make it better. And about three months in, I realized their pain was too big. Me trying to hold it back. And so we just went into it. And so for kids, they just need to be okay to talk about it when they want to talk about it and not talk about when they don't. And I learned from them. And they, but we kept Nate alive and we keep Nate alive. I mean, we were in vacation and we talk about him all the time. There's a sense for my kids that, yes, their dad's gone, but it's not a secret. It's not something to be embarrassed about. It's not something that they have to um, shy away yeah, from. Yeah, or, or shove down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't worry about it all. Yeah, or compartmentalize. It's You're supposed to tell kids at a very early age um, if someone's dead, you know? Yeah, you can't like, pretend. I, I told my kids about my dad who's dead. Like, I mm-hmm. I don't want them to, you know, think that I have this dad, but they don't, they're not sure what the deal is. Like, mm-hmm. where is he? Like, mm-hmm. I told my son my dad died and it was you know it's a hard conversation and it actually is happening currently he keeps talking about Mm -hmm. death because he's very curious of course it's really like it gets me every time i have to like take a deep breath and say okay so he goes what happens when you die am i gonna die like you know it's all these questions but i'm glad i'm talking about it because Mm -hmm. i don't want him to you know be 10 or 12 one day and say and god forbid some tragic thing happens and and i never discussed death with him i want yeah. I, it, it you have to be clear you have to be yeah. honest about it um yeah. i'm on the board of this organization called our house grief support oh my god Center. we did our house a ton really yeah and it's amazing and um you know they pair as you know they pair mm-hmm. children up um if they've lost a loved one it could be a grandma it could be a cousin um and and they talk about it and they talk 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 and there's camps um yep, my kids and it wasn't or it started yeah it's pretty incredible and it started pretty much like right after i lost my dad so there wasn't really anything it was a baseball like that. player that it was a baseball player that started it from a family he knew it's a it's a pretty cool story i'm gonna screw it up um our house grief yeah. um Jenna, why don't you just get into your... I'll get in. Um, I know this woman, Joanne, who started it, but maybe a baseball player started the camp. Or like he started the camp. That's what it was. Maybe Camp Aaron. Yes, Camp Aaron, exactly. Okay, so my story, um, which I've talked about, I I can barely talk about my dad without crying 27 years later, and it still gets me good. One of my best friends is sitting here, too, and she knows I always cry about my dad. How old were you? I was 10. 10. And it's so funny because, like, you're talking about the time that you found out that your father, I mean, that your husband died. And I can remember so clearly I was at my girlfriend's house. And my dad was sick for, I think, a year. But when I was 10, I thought it was, like, three years. Right. Mm -hmm. And I recently asked my mom how long he was sick. And she said it happened really fast. And I was shocked because, you know, you have no concept of time, really, when you're younger. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so it's just funny the things you hear, you know, after 20 years later. So, yeah. but I was at my girlfriend's house and, you know, I was like in sixth grade and my parents just show my, my friend Claire, who I haven't talked to in probably, you know, 27 years, her parents said, your parents are coming to pick you up. And I knew right away because he was sick. He had brain cancer. Mm. And I got in the car and I remember like getting in the car. And it was totally silent. And, you know, you just know. Mm. And I remember saying, is daddy dead? And it was my stepdad and my mom. And thank God for my stepdad for being, you know, my parents were already remarried. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember like that feeling of thinking like, holy shit, like this is the rest of my life now. And I was, you know, I I still, I, I remember going to the funeral and my, and I remember my uncle, sh- you know, shoveling that first piece of dirt. Like this is what yeah. children remember. Like it's like photograph flashes, you mm-hmm. know, I don't remember much, but I remember these clear terrible memories of a funeral but I also and it's sad to me and I'm being totally honest like I don't have like I was 10 so like I don't have all these like amazing memories where I can look back and be like but he was there for those 10 years of my life because so many of it I was a baby I didn't know and I just so wish Mm -hmm. that he was here with me now and it you know I've it's it's so hard he was so he was so me. I'm I'm very opposite of my mother. Right. And I'm I am my dad. He was a musician, an incredible musician, guitar player. Like beyond, beyond. He should have been a famous guitar player. And I think I sing, you know, I know I sing because of him. I know I play the violin piano because of him. Um I he was he made friends with everyone. I remember, you know, him being friends with everyone. So that stuff I take with me. I know, like I walk around thinking that I'm, I'm my dad and you know it's so nice to think that he's gone but like I could I could be him I'm living mm. I, I'm, I'm living proof that you know I'm part, ca- I'm, I'm part of him but so what is but, your you know, advice if like if I mean well, what it's interesting because you're this far out and it's still emotional and I think that's yeah, that's all so of us questions. I have so many um, questions too because I need your help because Addison lost her like, do you feel any closure? Do you feel any peace, or does it feel? I'm. Would you go back and would you go back and wish your parents had done it differently, so or your mom had helped you differently? I, I know that my parents were amazing because I might have PTSD from my mom being cuckoo about health stuff, but when it comes to her dealing with grief, I think she did it right. I talked about it. No one shied away. My family came and helped my older sister and I. Um, could, could I have gotten more therapy? Like what, that is the one thing, 1000%. I, I wish there was an hour house grief support center. I wish, and there probably was something like that. I wish I was in therapy, um, for years Mm -hmm. because I developed such a crazy fear of death, Mm. um, because of it and, and because, and I wish my mom went to therapy and maybe she did, but I wish she continued it because me up and it her up big time so like i think therapy is so damn important talking uh, it, therapy talking. is just and talking I, about and, it and i mean I t- it's just talking and, my, about and it. i talked about it like i'm a talker like i will talk to anyone about my dad i um i'll never 
I'll never stop talking about it. And have I moved on or am I okay? I'm totally okay. As I said, I was lucky enough to have the support system that I needed. Like the most incredible stepfather who just took us on and was like, I got you guys. He always had us from day one, Mm -hmm. but now he just stepped up and was dealing with my mother. They were newly married and my mother who's dealing with her ex-husband dying. And then all of a sudden, like having these two girls, which were going to be his forevermore, you know, and he was our father figure and Mm -hmm. it was hard for him, you know, to step into that role and have to reprimand us and us saying, you're not a real dad. You know, it's, it's a whole other, it's a whole other podcast too, but For me, I think the best thing was just being honest about it and, and talking about it. I talked, uh, I wrote letters a lot and I just, mm, I have them all. They're really still smart. sealed. And I just read one like a week ago that I saw that I, my mom found in a box and it was like a long letter to my dad. And I wrote a lot of these and just sealed it up. And I must have been like 11 or 12. I had just moved to another school. And I, in the letter, I was like, I want to die because I miss you. And that's what I felt back then. And I can't believe I felt that. But I was like, I don't want to be here anymore because I miss you so much. I don't know how I could go on. Um, And it's just, you know, it's so crazy to me that I felt that way. My kids felt that way. And, you know, if I was older, I probably wouldn't write something like that. But at the time, I, I do remember sitting on my bathroom counter and just saying to my mom, I don't want to be here anymore. Oh, yeah. I think that's, I think that's very t- – I remember being like, how will I kill us all? Yeah. Like, how will I take us all out in a, in a, in a nice kind yeah. of – and I thought maybe I'll try to drown us. Like, I'll, you know, when Jack was like, you can't hold me under. Yeah. You know, but you do. There's a sense that – I don't think that's – I think that's totally appropriate to – especially yeah. as a kid, be like, I want to go where they are. Yeah. Well, Jack was like, I want to yeah. go see dad. Like, this isn't well, going to work like here. like you said, it's because it's the one thing in, in this experience and – earth and as humans or this lifetime like you just you just don't know what's in between or you don't know what's after and I think that while that can bog us down it's like you said you almost have to rephrase it and look at it as a gift because it's just why not it's a great wonder and like make the story that works for you make the idea that makes you feel that's the best yeah I guess this may sound insensitive but at 10 years old I want to know because it seems like you were, you had this amazing relationship with your dad. Yeah. Your dad was just like amazing human being. He was just like the best father. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you have this little blip of memories, but yet you're, the feeling of loss is like, you know, a thousand years. Yeah. yeah. So explain like a little bit of what that attachment is or what that, what that missing thing piece is for it's, you. I mean, you know what it is like? I, I told you I have these like photographs. Like I don't even have long memories with him. I just have these like f- literally like it's like a photograph. I have like I remember him standing by my piano. I remember him at in the audience at my performance. Um, I just I have these little blips of memory, but I have this like insane feeling of sadness yeah that's what i see um mm-hmm. and i'm okay with it never going away okay because i'm not sad to the point where i'm depressed i'm sad because i genuinely just miss him and and i think that i don't care i don't carry my dad's weight around with me except for what i need to work on like my ptsd <laughs> my ptsd <laughs> that, my anxiety, my anxiety. <laughs> but i don't walk around 
saying, I, I wish he was alive. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe he's dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, the funeral. Like, I, I have, I am okay with him being gone because I have a really amazing life now, you know? Um, it's just, it's crazy to me that, like, I can, I can feel this way 27 years later. Yeah. And I don't think anyone, like you said, Jamie, everyone handles grief yeah. differently. Like, mm-hmm. this is how I handle it. Mm-hmm. And I think I will be this way and I will cry this much till the day I die, which hopefully is not till like 101 or something like that. <laughs> um, but, but you know, it's, it's crazy that you could have little memories and an insane amount of grief. Right. I dealt with grief much differently. I mean... But my situation is different and yeah. I have different, I have grief around death and I also have grief around kind of like a death of like me mm-hmm. and like a part of me. So um, when I, when Bo was about a year and a half, um, Cutter and I went to New York. Um, we had just come every Arizona. My whole family goes there because my dad, for his business, has like three weeks there. And we always, no matter where we are in the country or the world, we always meet in Arizona, like the five of us. And now it was growing because we had all our kids. And Bo was about 14, 15 months old. It's always like this isolated, wonderful time that we have every year. And after that, everyone, my parents were still in Arizona. My brother, Brian, was in Florida. And Cutter and I left the baby in L.A. and went to New York for a friend's wedding that I was in. And it was going to be like this great weekend, just the two of us. And my last text message conversation with my oldest brother, Adam, was, hey, Jamie, can you pick me up from the train tomorrow morning? And I remember I didn't text him back because I was so annoyed because he always did this to everybody. It was like, you're 41 years old. Like, why do you have to? That's a whole You know what I mean? And... I slept in that morning, obviously, because I didn't have a kid, and I woke up to 99 missed calls on my phone from my dad, my mom, and my brother's fiance. I finally called her first, and I couldn't understand what she was saying, but she said, we're not married. You need to get to the hospital. They won't let any... There's no family here. There's nobody here. And I was like, what, what, what's going on? And she's like, your brother, he, I found him in the bathroom. He collapsed. He was having a seizure. I don't know what's going on. And I don't know why. I was like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Cutter, put my dress in the car. We'll go to the wedding from there. It's going to be okay. We drive into the city and I get my dad on the phone. And my dad is like always calm, always together, always the strong one. And his voice was like, I don't know if he's going to make it. And I'm like, what? Like, what the f- is happening? And I get to the hospital and Danielle is there freaking the f- out. And the doctor's like, are you re- blood related? And I'm like, yes, I'm his sister. And he's like, come in here. Basically, they were draining his brain. He had an aneurysm and he collapsed and hit his head. And they weren't sure what was wrong. And to consolidate this whole story. So for six and a half days, my brother was in a coma. Um, we sat by his side, Cutter went home to be with Bo, and it was just this thing that literally after the end of six and a half days where he's not hearing us, I mean, I slept in bed with him for two nights, I apologized for everything, I reminisced about everything, and my dad said to me, Google the best neuro guy in this hospital right now. And I did, and I showed him the picture, and my dad walked the halls for two days until he found him. 
And he brought him down and he said, please just look at my son and tell me what to do. And he sat us around a table and he said, if this was my son, I'd let him go. Hmm. And as hard as those six and a half days were, when we took him off life support, he, he stayed for an, an hour and a half and we each got like 20 minutes, like just alone with Adam. And... I don't know why, and I'm still mad at her that she made me do it, but my mom made me, like, sing to him because Aww. my brother's favorite thing in the world was when I sang. Um, and a tear came down his face. <gasps> See? No. See, magic. And then magic. when we felt the heart speeding up, like it was gonna, like he was going to die, we all rushed into the room. And when I tell you, when he flatlined, it, I heard a... Mm. And he was gone. And it was like this huge sigh of relief. Like we were all crying and screaming and grieving. And then literally my mother and I looked at each other and we're like, he's not here. It's over. It's like, that was a shell. Yes. This whole body was just his yes. shell for this journey. Yes. And it's done. And I walked out in the hallway and I sat and I texted my husband to tell him he was gone. And I texted all my friends, my group of friends that were in this prayer circle for me, telling them that they could stop. And this doctor walked up. And my brother Adam was vain in, like, the best way possible. (laughs) And he loved his products. And I don't know why, but this doctor just walked up to me and goes, I feel like you need this. And handed me this, like, face serum. What? What? I'm like, A gift from Adam. Mm-hmm. That's so. Oh my god, but, that's amazing! <clears throat> it's actually so cool, so oh, cool because it's beautiful. What it, you just said was horribly beautiful. It, this, I, did you hear that story? It's like, it was crazy. It was the most profound thing I will ever experience in my life. Because Birth the soul left, the soul went on, and it, I, I watched the color. Literally, it was like it's not over. No. It's not over when they go. No, mm. no, I do believe no. that's true. And too. we uh, spoke at his funeral and I remember it was such a celebration there was standing room only there were 600 people that showed up to my brother's funeral it was crazy and I remember looking out and just feeling like even though Adam wasn't famous he wasn't anything that like he touched so many people's lives because the way he lived his life baffled us like whether he didn't worry about the future, he never stressed, he didn't want kids, he just wanted to just be Adam and this, and we were really like, get your shit together, dude, yeah. like, why aren't you saving money, whatever, I was, I literally said in my eulogy, the way, the things you did with your life that baffled us now inspire us, mm. and that is the gift you've given all of us, but after, I didn't cry that much anymore, I have such peace yes, about my course. brother's death and life and story because he had no aspirations beyond because he knew 41 basically he probably knew on some level that was it and i think and i felt judged by my other Mm -hmm. sibling Mm -hmm. and other people that like how are why aren't you crying on his anniversary or the birthday and i was like i i feel happy about adam I do. This is I, so important. I feel so to not judge if someone's not crying. It doesn't mean. And I not did. Here. I had to go to therapy about it because I was like, "Am I a bad person that I'm not crying right now?" Like, I have moments all the fucking time, and I'll tell you a story that just happened last week. I think all the time, like, man, Adam would have loved this house that I live in right now. He fucking loved a pool. He loved to lay out. He sees it, and he knows you. And, and I was feeling like 
I need to feel him more. Mm -hmm. Like, I haven't... I need to see him more. So I found this picture that was, like, in our dark hallway in our house. And I put it up in front of my kitchen. Like, in my kitchen, up in front of, like, where I get my vitamins every day. So I'm there every day. I would see him. And 20 minutes later, a bird flew into my window and stunned itself. And my most vivid memory of my (sighs) brother is he was a lot of things. He was in, you know... Less, uh, playboy, like love the ladies, had a hundred <laughs> girls at the same time he was all very the time. Handsome. Yeah, I see pictures. Um, but animals were his like he could not see an animal suffer. And when there was a bird that crashed into our window when we were young, he put it in a shoebox. He was babysitting me and was bawling, crying. I remember I had to get in the car with him. We went to the vet. He was wouldn't leave yeah. until they knew he saved it. Like wow. that was Adam. And so then all the twenty minutes later, this bird comes. Oh my god! And is stunned. And I googled it. Good. That's what I was going to say. Means it's an angel. <laughs> Good. I was going to say that's an one angel, of the biggest signs. But it also a, means like a death and a rebirth. There you go. Oh and God. just that day I was praying because my other side of grief is um, not about someone dying, but a piece of me dying. And that's, I think, where I deal the most with my children and grief because I live with multiple sclerosis and we know that. And while... It's similar to what you were saying, Kelsey, where, like, I think a lot of people are saying, you're, you say to me, you're so strong. Like, I don't know how you do it. And I say to everybody, if you were faced with the same thing, you would do it. You, would, you don't know until you go through it. I don't have a choice. Exactly. I don't have a choice. Every day I wake up and I still have to try. It's painful and it hurts. And I don't like to watch myself. I don't like how I move. I don't like anything but... It's my hardest thing with my kids because I don't want it to take anything away from their life. And I try and look at the good things of like, maybe I'm raising more empathetic, compassionate, aware little gentlemen. And I know that you are. You are. And I know that Bo is like, we get to a staircase, Bo literally turns around and waves. And I saw his interview. (laughs) He's exceptional. About God. Wasn't that awesome? Yes, he's exceptional. So so you're fine. But... I do. I, it's hard because there are like days, even with my husband, where it's just like he's yesterday. He's like, what's going on? I was like, I'm just tired. I'm depressed. And I'm just sad. Yeah. And he's like, well, this is always around your period. And I oh, made me so mad. That is I was the like, worst. Like, you're minimalizing You are, but they do have a right point. Because there, sure. there is divorce once a month for everybody. For uh, sure. For but no, sure. you're totally right. He's though. right. He's right. You might be right, but you're still an asshole. <laughs> you still can't say that. You can't yeah. say it. We know it, but yeah, you're being yeah. rude. No, that's funny. And look, there's hope. Who knows? Maybe one day it'll come back. But I have to accept that this might be for the rest of my life and I pray it never gets worse and Lord knows I try every f-ing day I would love to stay in bed all day sure but that's not an option that's not, not an reality option. and I will push myself to work out four times a week and I will push myself to never use a walking device because I call it pride call it whatever the f- it is but like and some by the way still I'm like why the f- am I still an actress like, why am I even trying? Because... Because it's in you. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's a lot about, like, moving on with grief. Like, like how do you still expect things from life? Or, what, like, how do you still give yourself permission to invite good things or dreams or whatever when you're dealing with grief? That's a, it's hard. That's a big, good question. Because I think the... 
whatever the loss is here, whether it be MS or a person, um, it's the resistance to what is that causes the problem, right? It's the resistance to us wishing it was different. And it was not the life you pictured. It was not what you pictured. Mm. And you are so up against wishing it would go back to no MS, dad back, husband back, mom back, brother back, that you spend so much energy wishing things were different. Yes. For me, the relief comes when you go, and so it is. This is it. It was tattooed on my wrist. And so it is. And so it is. Oh, my God. No way. That's crazy that you And so it is. This is, this is it. And there is a lot of good in this. And there's a lot of hard in this. And I'm okay because I can either wish it would go away or I can just keep on keeping keep on. going. Keep on. Keep keep on. 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 Yeah. You know what? I just want to say really quickly your bird story. I love I a think, bird story too. I th- do you guys? They are so dead birds. people. Dead people and birds are so entwined. Watch out. Well, yeah. first of all, just <laughs> look at that. Every- really oh. quickly, my dad oh. would sing. My dad would sing um, "Blackbird" by the Beatles. See? So it's my favorite song in the entire oh. universe. Everyone knows that. Like you know, and it's my you know I, I can't hear it without crying. But it's that song. But that's about birds. But I think. I want to know if you guys have like some sort of story about, you know, when Nate came back or maybe like you saw your mom, but I just want to share one thing. And I don't know why I always bring up Ojai Valley and I really don't go there a lot, but I was there with my husband. Sounds good. And though. sounds good. And it was, you know, how crazy the stars are at night. Yeah. And, um, we were sitting there and we were kind of like, just like sitting silently. And like, every time I look at the stars, I always think of my dad, you know, cause like, I think he's there. And, I said in my head, like, I, we, we were just silent. I was just newly dating my husband. And I said, I, in my head, I was like, Dad, if you're listening, and I, and I kept going, I go, Jenna, don't say it because if it happens, you're going to be kind of scared. But no, 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 Jenna, just ask. Just don't, Jenna, don't do it. You're going to get scared. I love scared. Jenna's inner mom. So, yeah, that's my, <laughs> so, inner, so I finally am sitting there, and I go, okay, Jenna, say it. Say what, you're, say what you're thinking. And so in my head, I was really nervous. I go, Daddy, if you're listening to me, send the biggest shooting star across the sky and the craziest shooting star shot across the sky and I just started freaking out not badly freaking out because I couldn't believe it and I'm sorry I don't give a shit whatever anyone says that was not a coincidence it took me 10 minutes to muster up the courage to ask myself silently to my for my dad to send a sign to me And I I don't see shooting stars ever. I believe it. 100%. And it was, and Neil goes, holy shit, did you see that? And I started hysterically crying and I told him. And I just really believe in signs and I just love the bird story. The, yeah. the challenge and is to, to know that the signs are always there. Yeah. We just only certain times we choose to pay attention yeah. to them. So what happens, I think, is you go shooting stars are happening, birds are flying in, things are happening all the time, but yeah. all of a sudden there's a moment where we want to connect with them. So we then check in consciously to being aware of signs. Yes. But I truly believe they are trying to talk to us. Or that all the time. I, I sat with the Long Island medium right after my brother passed away. That. And holy oh, shit balls. Can, how do look I it up. That? You can look are it you... on YouTube, I think. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, God. God. They're, they're trying to she support us. She was so right on to the point where literally we cut she took me aside, took off her mic to say, I want you to know that this is, I was told not to record this. And this is when I wasn't public with my, my MS. Oh, boy. And Quiet she self. said, why are they telling me MS? <gasps> what? And I was like, what, what are you talking about right and now? And she was like, 
why are they making me feel like I have MS? Like I can't move my legs. And I was like, look at my arms. I me have too. MS. Me too. And she said, she said, he wants you to know you're going to be okay. Of course. Of course he does. Oh my God. Here's the thing. This is the thing. If we can start to look at grief differently as not a bad thing or good thing, because we know as much about death as we know about life, which you're is right. very little. You're right. We don't know why we're here or why no. we go. You're right. So why, what we are, what grief is that we don't like is the sad. It's yeah. the tears. It's the pain. But it's not bad. It makes it's me actually... MS isn't bad, except yeah. that you don't like what it what it makes you feel like sometimes. But, but it's also given me a whole but we don't lot. No, we don't yeah. know what your story ends up. We don't know why right. you have it. We You're don't right. know what you asked for What I you do know down. for a fact is that you are an inspiration. Holy you shit. have done all the things you've done, and you've accomplished all the things, the things you've accomplished, and you continue to accomplish. You continue to shine. You continue. May not may not be, look the way you want it to look, yeah. but you are doing all the things you ever aspired yeah. to do. You're influencing people. You're, you're an example for people. You're bettering the planet because of your attitude and your perseverance. Yes. And that, to me, is better than any movie or any, any sort of, you know, big totally role. Right. Um, the role you're playing is the most important and the biggest role you're ever going to have. Yeah. You're so right. Can we come back on your podcast? Yes. Because I feel like we need to talk yes. a whole lot more about this. Yes. You guys. This is the sniffliest podcast oh, ever, yeah. ever we're known to me. We're going to put oh a, a disclaimer out there. I'm not a crier and I cried a couple times. I got a you wet guys, I got one. Thank Ugh. you so much for sharing and the inspiration and the love and support and john and i are going to keep trying to be closer friends with you guys because we yeah, just think we'd love best. that um and believe it or not we're going to take a break and make <laughs> make you do shitty mommy with Wait, us i want to say one quick go thing. ahead go ahead this you know talking about it is obviously the most important just talking about it with a group of the four of us who have all experienced grief in a very yes. different way it makes you want to leave this fucking place and like not be scared of anything yes, today yes yes I am, i'm getting so sick of you know waiting for the next death i've wanted to say Whether something to me, you for this entire me, podcast me and I'm i know gonna, i sound so crazy no i'm gonna it sound so amazing take I'm us gonna to break you this. i'm gonna take you to break and what i need you to know is that your father doesn't want you to be sad no. anymore. Yeah. That's the gift. I know. He does not want you to be sad anymore. He wants you to remember him and cherish him and miss him. But he, you're his baby. He doesn't yeah. want you to be sad. He doesn't want to see you cry anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And the words that you say, I'll be sad till the day I die, just know our words are powerful. Yes. So you can also choose to say, today I heal. And yeah. today, because if you say you'll be sad till the day he dies, you will. But at some point, that's a belief that you, yeah. it's break. a belief yeah. and it's a belief that keeps that grief alive in you that feels comfortable mm-hmm. yeah. it's more that mm-hmm. you're used to crying you're, you're, than you that. need to cry it's actually our brains want to do what it's always done but just know at any point yeah. when you want you could choose to say i think i'm good and yeah. dad i think i'm going to change the way i deal with you one that gives me more joy and peace yeah. and he's up there going yeah. and he's going yeah. that's the fucking shit i've been waiting yeah. for oh, take that yeah. gift mama yes, take thank it you. and we'll thank be right back This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Saving money on your car insurance is easy with Progressive. It's an average savings of $699 a year for customers who switch and save. In fact, customers can qualify for an average of six discounts on their auto policy when they switch to Progressive. Discounts just for starting a quote online or owning multiple vehicles. Get your quote online at Progressive.com and see how much you could be saving. Discounts not available in all states and situations. 
Hey, Jordan here. I know a lot of you create your own podcasts, and a lot of you already have one like me. I obviously love what I do. It's taken a lot of hard work to get to this point of success. You shouldn't have to pay fees for platform hosting, distribution, analytics, or fees to create a podcast. You need to be able to focus on producing the best show possible. Now, Podcast One, that's a network I'm on, they have Launchpad Digital Media, or Launchpad DM for short. So it's free, includes unlimited hosting, full control of distribution. You have access to a full dashboard with analytics. Again, totally free. You own everything, by the way. You own your content, you own your subscribers, no tricky stuff there. And you get your own show page on launchpaddm.com for people to listen to and subscribe to your show. It's the only hosting platform brought to you by the leading network, Podcast One. Podcast One will promote the site, drive people to discover your podcast. And if your show grows, you could even be invited to join Podcast One's all-star roster, which includes people like Adam Carolla, Caitlin Bristow, Shaq, Lady Gang, and of course, me, Jordan Harbinger, I'm there too. You also get access to their production and sales support. So with all this completely free, don't use other hosting platforms. Why would you need to? Learn more or sign up now at launchpaddm.com. And don't forget to check out the Jordan Harbinger Show. Who's thirsty? Me, 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 me. <laughs> Gold Peak Real Brew Tea time. Talking about our favorite tea. Comes in a variety of flavors, 14 to be exact, and sizes. Has something for everyone, every occasion, and makes you just feel so relaxed in all the comforts of home. That's beautiful, Jamie. I just know it by you heart. You love your Gold Peak Tea. I do. That's for sure. It's a familiar, you know, and whether it's like, it's now become my comfort. Like, it's a familiar taste. It's something I look forward to. It's that, like, afternoon, like, siesta time. Your afternoon delight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, we're over ourselves. We'll just get back to it. With ice cold, gold peak, real bird tea, the comforts of home are never far away. You can find your favorite gold peak flavor at a retailer near you. Gold Gold peak. Oh, should we say it together? Yes. Gold Peak Real Brewed Tea, the taste that brings you home. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. All right. We hope you've all recovered. We barely have. Um, We are back with some shitty mommy. Shitty mommy. Uh, I'm going to share actually one of my friend's stories first that she just told me and gave me permission, but I won't say her name. It's more a shitty wifey story. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> so she was just at that, you know, that Saturday. It wasn't even a Sunday yet. Just that mommy fucking burnout. Like I'm done with my kids. I can't be around them anymore. And even my husband is not even a relief. It's like more. It's like another kid. And she owns a clothing store. And he walked in being like, hey, what are we doing now? And she was like, oh, babe. They called me from the store. Yeah. The woman that was working <laughs> there got really sick. I need to go in. Yes. And he was like, oh, okay, okay. And she said, she's like, I went out. I went shopping. Yes. I got my nails done. Yeah, I called Get my it. friend to meet me for like a happy hour drink. <laughs> yeah. And big, I made it home big little just eyes. before bedtime. She checked in at the store. Checked in at the store. No, didn't even go. Oh, and like no. made, came home to the kids right before yeah. bedtime. But I was like. Good for that's her. not because she was like that's so shitty of me and I was like eh, it's actually brilliant I, do I need to open a clothing <laughs> store so brilliant. I don't have somewhere to go it's brilliant but if our husbands did the test we'd be like you bastard not that's why I didn't say his name exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah. funny she has permission Good for her she has permission so uh, tell us guys some shitty mommy shitty wifey whatever it is shitty story well Kelsey's sort of involved in my shitty mommy story but I oddly enough I never feel shitty this is oh. my I, 
fucking hate you. <laughs> this is you don't fun. have to. Oh you don't have to. <laughs> you know, my kids have a good life. So they do. You know. One hundred. No, I've learned that's the most, and I don't feel that shitty either. Sometimes mm-hmm. I don't, and I and people might look at me like that's fucked up. Wait, I actually don't feel that shitty. Either <laughs> no, a lot. No, and even if they're thinking that, they're just jealous. Right. They I wish they. I mean, I judge way. the shit out of her. If I'm being honest. <laughs> I tell her when she's a shitty mom. She goes, "Let me see if that rings true." No. <laughs> Uh-uh. <laughs> All right, wait, tell, it, tell us the story. Okay. So my shitty mommy story is we just, Kelsey and I just recently went to Europe together with our kids. And I say together, but she, I was already in Europe and my friends, Kelsey On a yacht. here and, and my friend Michelle, um, they basically, I basically made them fly my kids over from the U.S. to Europe. <laughs> let me, let me, let me correct You made it do a real long flight with your I'm kids. I'm like, so my kids are there and they kind of want to come out earlier than expected. So why don't you go ahead and get on a flight with them? Oh my God. For 20 hours. Whatever, your kids must think you're the best mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you freaked out a little bit because it, we did – this is – we were leaving on Thursday and they told us Wednesday night. Yeah, that night. And I was actually – why I'm not a good friend is because her other best friend, Michelle, was like, this will be great. And I was like, who's kidding who? I am not talking to those two children. I am only talking to mine. I will. Not, I don't have the bandwidth for it. First of all, her kids were exceptional. And you find out that actually – your kids do so much better with other people. Yeah, it was sure, fine, but sure. I was in awe because then they stayed for four days with us until yeah. they got there. It was a lot to put on my friends, but Wait, I was like, "You oh were in God, Europe that's... with her kids for four days <laughs> before you got to the place." Ladies, you were ladies, three? I was watching her on Instagram <gasps> while I was feeding her children. Oh shit! We were in the same country. She was on a boat, and I was on a bouncy in the ocean playing tag. <laughs> no. And by the way, um, no guilt. This is what I love about her, though. No, like, love. actually, love. in all honesty, it was some great times. It was it was really fun with her kids, yeah. and it was fun when they got there. And it's just her courage to. And the truth is, like, there's nothing wrong with it. I and, love that you ask, and I love that you're okay with it. Like, I, and it's so good for the kids. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was like, you I'm not going to talk to them. Kelsey, I she didn't in. ask me though. By the way, I know what Kelsey's gifts are, and it's not like. You know, taking care of other people's kids. No, but I, but I can do it <laughs> really did it. well. She yeah, did it. if yeah. I like, when you, you know they're to. safe with her. Yeah. Oh, def- oh, by the way, the she's safest. terrified to leave her kids with me, <laughs> and no. I will because Addison comes back with like Lee press on and fake eyelashes, and I'm like, what just happened? And he's like, we just. Had <laughs> I, so I literally, I we literally want to go. I want to go on vacation with you, Toby. <laughs> That's so fun. I want you to do my hair. I want you to do my makeup. That's what my daughter. Let's drink. That's how my daughter feels. Oh, I'm the best. To, I'm the best oh to God. travel with. You, she is. She is the best. And that I don't think it was shitty because it actually got your kids to get there earlier. Yeah. And then it also helped your nanny only have to fly. It all worked point. out. But it, I mean, there was a half a second there. I was like, "Ooh, did I just?" But what she's great <laughs> at do that? is you switch quick. But, but then once I was you like, switch, eh, "It's fine." You're like, "I did." I did. <laughs> and back to my dream. And back to my. <laughs> oh my yeah. I mean, mine's like a nerdier shitty mom great. thing. So when we got back, we weren't on technology very much at all on vacation. And then my kids leave for camp on Sunday. And I have screen time. I've got older kids, 11 and 14. Yeah. And so I manage their screen time from my phone. Um, wow. And so they get... You can do that, by the way. Teach me it's, it's, it's everything because there's no fights. I if can you do it to your husband, it's kind of awesome yeah. too. Mm-hmm. You're like, gone. But I can turn off everything. I can manage how much they watch of each app and how much YouTube and everything. But when I got home this week, I just turned off screen time, which is the reverse of what I should do, which would be to keep managing it and not let them watch anything and yeah. I realized that like secretly I just went I normally have a downtime or like a so they can only watch let's say three hours which mm-hmm. I know sounds like a lot but good luck yeah. when they're teenagers yeah. um, and I turned it off and so they've gone like 
like probably a strong six or seven hours this week That's on awesome. their phones and iPads. And I've just looked the That's other okay. way. Oh, wait. They're watching it for yes, – Oh, at, oh see I the, was like, you're a good mom. No, no, no. So normally I'm really strict about it, but I had this week, and I've been in a hotel room with them, and I know this is like such a not a real problem, but for 21 days I've been sharing a hotel room because I'm the seventh wheel on vacation because I go without my boyfriend and I, my husband is gone. So it's my kids and I in a hotel yeah. room for 21 days. And you that should gone be a, for 21 days. Well, then we it's, don't get excited because okay, then we okay. went to Maine and did Nate's ashes, okay, and so okay. it got it wasn't as All bad right. as it sounded. Right. But that's a long time to yes. be with an 11 and 14 yes. year old in beds. Yes. And so I figured when we got back here. Um, you all needed it. Check out. I was yes. like, here's what I want you guys to do. If I see you look up from that goddamn iPad. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't see you on YouTube from morning like, till I night. I want your eyes bloodshot. Yeah. And I they're like, we want it. off. I'm like, don't get off. Don't. Keep looking. So Jack's anyway. got a lazy eye. <laughs> that's fine. That's hilarious. So, that's it. Uh, oh, my God. I love well, you. <laughs> you guys, we love you both so much. Oh. Thank you so much for being here with us and sharing all these stories. I know it's going to touch and help so, so, so many. And I feel like I just went to therapy. Me too. And I've want, you know, I've wanted to do a grief show yes. for a long time and I didn't know that we would end up doing it with you guys and it was just it was so perfect. helpful and perfect. It, it was, was thank you. Meant to be. Yes. yes. It was. Yes. Amen. Yes. Okay, then we're gonna leave you with yes. a mama said. So remember, <clears throat> Mama said, Nothing else will ever make you as happy, as tired, or as proud as motherhood. For nothing is as hard as helping a person develop their own individuality while struggling to keep your own. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. New episodes are available weekly at podcastone.com, the Podcast One app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. We want to thank all our sponsors for this episode of Mama Said. They are... Gold Peak Iced Tea. The comforts of home are never far away. Find your favorite Gold Peak flavor at a retailer near you. Ruggable. Go to myruggable.com slash mama. That's my R-U-G-G-A-B-L-E, two G's, dot com slash mama and get 15% off your order and free shipping. Mathnasium. Schedule your free risk assessment at mathnasium.com slash mama. Progressive Insurance. Get your quote online at Progressive.com and see how much you could be saving. Fruit of the Loom. Go to Fruit.com and use promo code MAMA to unlock an additional 10% off. And remember, all the info and links to these sponsors will be available in the show notes for this episode.